Welcome to Zichud Av Siman, I'm Rabbi Avram Goldar, and here is Zechus Yuma, Daf Pei Dal, the eighth parak Yom Kippurim. So the three drops are going to focus on number one. The mission stay on Daf Pei Gemal Amidah. The Rebbe Masi Ben Charish also said, "Achoshesh Bergeron, one who feels pain in his throat, referring to a condition known as Tzefidna, which begins in the teeth and gums and spreads in the intestines." Matim Lasam Betok Pei B'Shabbos. We put medicine in his mouth for him on Shabbos because it's a Suffolk Nefashos. The Kol Suffolk Nefashos. And the need to avoid any possible danger to life supersedes Shabbos. The Gemara on this stuff brings an incident when Rabbi Yochanan suffered from this ailment and went to a certain noblewoman who made a remedy for it on Thursday and Friday. He asked her what he should do on Shabbos, as Rashi explains, as he would not be able to come because he would be busy attending to his Talmudim. She said to him that he will not need treatment on Shabbos. He persisted to find out what he should do, and she asked him to swear that he would not reveal the remedy to anyone. He swore to the God of Israel, I will not reveal. She told him, and he went out and taught it in a public lecture. When the Gemara asks how he could do such a thing, it answers that he said he would not reveal it to the God of Israel, which implies, but to the people of Israel, he will reveal it. When the Gemara asks about the possibility of Chil Hashem, it answers that he revealed to her at the beginning that he had not made a binding oath. Point number two, the Gemara asks why the mission needed to say further, because Sefak Nefashos, Dochas of Shabbos, it had already said the person could be treated on Shabbos. Rav Yudah said in the name of Rav that the mission stresses this point to teach that he said one may be Machal Shabbos to save someone's life not only when there's a possibility that he may die on this Shabbos, but even when there's a possibility that he may die on another Shabbos. The Gemara illustrates this halach with the case of doctors who assess the patient requires treatment for eight days and the first day is Shabbos. You might have said that we should wait until after Shabbos to begin the treatment so that we're not Machal to Shabbosim on account of him. The mission therefore informs us that we should begin treatment that very day although it will result in being mechalot to Shabbosim. And point number three, it was taught in a brisa, mefalkin bekuch nefesh b'shabbos. We tend to matters involving danger to life on Shabbos, even when it's necessary to be mechalot Shabbos, b'azari is harzim meshubach, and one who is quick to be mechalot Shabbos to save a life is praiseworthy. And he doesn't need to obtain reshus from Basin. How so? If one saw a child fall into the sea, he spreads a net and brings him up. The Gemara explains that this is permitted even though he traps fish together with the child. If one saw the child was locked in a room and the child is very frightened, he may break the door down and take the child out. The Gemara explains that this is permitted even though he tends to break the door into pieces that he needs for some purpose. So once again, the three points are number one. The mission stay on Daf Pei Gimel Amadov. The Rebbe Masi Ben Harsh also said, Achoshesh Begrona, one who feels pain in his throat, referring to a condition known as Tzafidna, which begins in the teeth and gums and spreads in the intestines. Matim was some betok piv b'shabbos. We put medicine in his mouth for him on Shabbos because it's a suffix nefashos. Bakol suffix nefashos dochas Shabbos, and the need to avoid any possible danger to life supersedes Shabbos. The Gemara on this stuff brings an incident when Rabbi Yochanan suffered from this ailment and went to a certain noblewoman who made a remedy for it on Thursday and Friday. He asked what he should do on Shabbos, as Rashi explains, as he would not be able to come because he'd be busy attending to his Talmidim. She said to him that he will not need treatment on Shabbos. He persisted to find out what he should do, and she asked him to swear that he would not reveal the remedy to anyone. He swore to the God of Israel, I'll not reveal, she told him, and he went out and taught it in public lecture. When the Gemara asked how he could do such a thing, it answers that he said he would not reveal it to the God of Israel which implies, but to the people of Israel, he will reveal it. When the Gemara asks about the possibility of Chil Hashem, it answers that he revealed to her at the beginning that he had not made a binding oath. Pointing to the Gemara asks why the mission needed to say further, because Suffolk Nefashos Dochas Shabbos. It had already said the prison could be treated on Shabbos. Reviewed is said in the name of Rav that the mission stresses this point to teach that they said that one may be Bechal Shabbos to save someone's life, not only when there's a possibility they may die on this Shabbos, El Afil Suffolk Shabbos Acheres, but even when there's a possibility they may die on another Shabbos. The Gemara illustrates this halach with the case of doctors who assess the patient requires treatment for eight days on the first day of Shabbos. Now, you might have said that we should wait until after Shabbos to begin the treatment 
so they're not mechal to Shabbosim on account of him. The Mishnah therefore informs us we should begin treatment that very day, although it will result in being mechal to Shabbosim. And point number three is Tana Bryson, the Falking Lekuch Nefesh Meshabbos. We tend to matters involving danger to life on Shabbos, even when it's necessary to be mechal Shabbos, Bahazari's Harzimashubak, and one who is quick to be mechal Shabbos to save a life is praiseworthy, and he doesn't need to obtain rishos from Basin. Also, if one saw a child fall into the sea, he spreads a net and brings him up. The Gemara explains that this is permitted even though he traps fish together with the child. If one saw that child was locked in a room and the child is very frightened, he may break the door down and take the child out. The Gemara explains that this is permitted even though he intends to break the door into pieces that he needs for some purpose. All right, so now we go to Simr.Paydalad, and this one comes to us by way of Aaron Warso, who suggested that Paydalad is a launch pad, a launch pad. So here goes. The noble woman who kept her healing secrets in a rocket ship launch pad for diseases that needed eight days of treatment beginning on Shabbos was distraught when a father discovered them when he busted down the door to save his son who had gotten locked inside. Once again, in slow motion. The noble woman who kept her healing secrets in a rocket ship launch pad. Rocket ship launch pad? That must be one duff. Pay dollar. The noble woman who kept her healing secrets in a rocket ship launch pad, which reminds the one who feels pain in a soul referring to a condition known as sephidna, which begins in the teeth and gums and spreads in the intestines. We put medicine in his mouth for him on Shabbos because it's a suffix nefashos. And the cause suffix nefashos dokas a Shabbos. And the need to avoid any possible danger to life supersedes Shabbos. And the word brings the incident Rabbi Yochan who got a noble woman to share a secret remedy for this disease, which he then shared with the public. So the noble woman who kept her healing secrets in a rocket ship launch pad for diseases that needed eight days of treatment beginning on Shabbos, which reminds us that one may be Machal Shabbos to save someone's life not only when there's a possibility that he may die on this Shabbos, but even when there's a possibility he may die on another Shabbos. And the Gemara illustrates this halakha with the case of doctors who assess the patient requires treatment for eight days and the first day is Shabbos, which will then require be Machal Shabbos twice. So the noble woman who kept her healing secrets in a rocket ship launch pad for diseases that needed eight days of treatment beginning on Shabbos was distraught when a father discovered them when he busted down the door to save the son who had gotten locked inside. Which reminds us, it was taught in Abraisa that we tend to matters involving danger to life on Shabbos, even when it's necessary to be Machal Shabbos, Bahazari's Harzimashubak, and anyone who's quick to be Machal Shabbos to save a life is praiseworthy, and he doesn't need to obtain Rishus from Basin. If one saw that a child was locked in a room, and the child's very frightened, he may break down the door and take the child out, and the word explains that this is permitted even though he intends to break down the door into pieces that he needs for some purpose. So once again, the noble woman who kept her healing secrets in a rocket ship launch pad for diseases that needed eight days of treatment beginning on Shabbos was distraught when the father discovered them when he busted down the door to save his son, who had gotten locked inside. All right, now it's time for four blah blah chazor. Daf pay. So the simmer daf pay is payday. Payday. So here goes. It was payday. Payday. That must be one daf pay. It was payday for the painter who sold his work, depicting a tummy egg, which reminds us that Rabbi Yabo learned that the shir for Tumas Ochlin is a kabeza from the Pasuk, Mikol Ochel Shoyachel, from any food that is eaten, which implies Ochel Shata Ochel Babasach is a food that you can eat in a single swallow. And the Chalmin determined, Ein Beis Abli, Maxi Yosim, Beis Tarnagolis, that the throat cannot hold more than the volume of a hen's egg at one time. So, it was payday for the painter who sold his work depicting a tummy egg balanced on a giant's nose who had a massive cheek full of liquid, which reminds us the sheer for drinking is my lugma, which is relative sheer to the size of a person because a person's mind is only put at ease with the size of his own cheek full, whereas the sheer of a kosevis for food is standard since one's mind is put at ease with it regardless of size, even for someone who's a giant like Ogmel Kabashan. So it was payday for the painter who sold his work depicting a tummy egg balanced on a giant's nose who had a massive cheek full of liquid and was holding a book titled How to Stop Overeating, 
which reminds us, Rish Lakish said, The one who eats successfully in Yom Kippur is Pater from Kars. And Rashi explains that the Gemara is discussing a case where one who ate a filling meal immediately prior to the onset of Yom Kippur, while satiated to the point of revulsion, proceed to eat on Yom Kippur night. Since the entire eating is in Achila Gasa, he is Pater. Daf Peyov. So the Simon Daf Peyov is a grandpa. So here goes. The grandpa, grandpa. That must be more than Daf Peyov. The grandpa who was always grumpy when he only ate a chetzi shira of food with a chetzi shira of drink. Which reminds me of Chisa said the ton of our mission which stated is Rabbi Yeshua who holds that when it comes to tumah, if the degree of tumah is the same but not their shear, the items are not mitzdarf. Rav Nachman said our mission can also be according to the Rabban who hold that items with different shearim of tumah do combine. In the case of tumah, the halacha concept of tumah in all its various degrees and measures is in the final analysis one and the same. But here, in the case of eating and drinking Yom Kippur, the liability is on account of putting the mind at ease and the mind of one who ate and drank chetzi shiurim is not at ease. So the grandpa, who's always grumpy when he only ate a chetzi shira of food with a chetzi shira of drink, was ready to be most mechol al-kodesh, which reminds us that we reconcile the contradictory psukim of inisim esnav shosech and betishol kodesh and you'll afflict yourselves on the ninth of the month with the pasuk be'erev in the evening, which implies that one begins fasting only from nightfall, that one begins fasting when it's still day of the ninth. From here we learn shemosif mechol al-kodesh, that we add from the weekday unto the holy, and we learn that we add from the weekday unto the holy upon its departure as well, from Erev ad Erev, from evening until evening. So the grandpa, who's always grumpy when he only ate a chetzi shira of food with a chetzi shira of drink, was ready to be Mosi Mokhal al-Kodesh after eating like a king Erev Yom Kippur on the 9th. Which reminds us, Chiyabar Rav Medifti taught the Venisim Esnav Shosech and Betisha, and you shall afflict yourselves on the 9th of the month. It's coming to tell you, If one eats and drinks on the 9th, the Torah treats him as if he had fasted on the 9th and the 10th. Daf Pei Beis, so the Simmer Daf Pei Beis is a pub. So here goes. The pregnant mother who was training her young children to fasten Yom Kippur was so overcome with a craving from the wafting smell of a chazer from the pub next door. Pub? That must be more Daf Pei Beis. The pregnant mother was training her young children to fasten Yom Kippur, which reminds Gamora discusses when to begin training children to fasten Yom Kippur, and that healthy children are trained a year earlier than sickly children. So, the pregnant mother who was training her young children to fasten Yom Kippur was so overcome with a craving from the wafting smell of a chazer from the pub next door that she sucked on a juicy thin reed, which reminds us of the discussion about feeding a pregnant woman with a craving, and that at first we try to relieve her craving by sticking a spindle into the liquid of the prohibited meat and placing it in her mouth to suck, and ultimately, if she can't be relieved by any means, we feed her the very fat of the prohibited food, for there's nothing that stands in the way of saving life other than the three cardinal sins of Avodazor, Algili Arias, and so the pregnant mother who was training her young children to fasten Yom Kippur was to overcome with a craving from the wafting smell of chazer from the pub next door that she sucked on a juicy thin reed, relieved that she wasn't violating one of the three cardinal sins, which reminds us that Gomorrah proceeds to bring the sources that one must give up his life rather than commit one of the three cardinal sins, and that the halacha that one must give up his life rather than commit murder is based on the svora of my chazit adamit didak For what do you see to assume that your blood is redder than that of the victim? Daf Peg Gimel, so the simmer Peg Gimel is a pogo stick. So here goes. The sick pogo stick champion, pogo stick champion, that must be one Daf Peg Gimel. The sick pogo stick champion who told a group of doctors he desperately needed to eat, which reminds us of the sugi of went to feed a chola on Yom Kippur, and that Marba Ravashi was the more lenient opinion who said that wherever the sick person says, I need to eat, even if there are a hundred experts who say he doesn't need to eat, we listen to him and feed him. For it says in the Pasuk, Lev Yodei Amaras Nasha, the heart knows the bitterness of its soul. So the sick pogo stick champion who told a group of doctors he desperately needed to eat 
leap towards two huge piles of Tevel and Truma, which reminds the Malchuks regarding one who sees with Bulmas what one would feed him if he only had Tevel or Truma to choose from. Ben Tema says we feed him Truma because he holds Tevel is more chumra because it's prohibited to all, whereas Truma is fit for a Kohen. The town of Kama holds we feed him Tevel because Truma is more chumra because it cannot be rendered fit for consumption, whereas Tevel can be rendered fit for consumption by separating the appropriate Trumas and Maestras. So the sick pogo sick champion who told the group of doctors he desperately needed to eat leaped towards two huge piles of Tevel and Truma and landed on a sorceress practicing magic on her mad dog instead. Which reminds us, the mission state of one who was bitten by a mad dog, we don't feed him from its liver lobe. Rush explains that even though doctors use this treatment, it's not a valid enough cure for which the prohibition against eating non-kosher food would be suspended. They were asked how the dog became afflicted with this condition. Rav says female sorcerers amuse themselves by practicing their sorcery on the dog. Shmuel said, a ruach ra rests upon it. All right, that concludes today's year. This is Rabbi Ram Golden Zichum. a great day and great learning.